Good morning. Good morning. Now, I was not raised in a traditional Jewish household, to say the least. Both of my parents were atheists, and at the age of five, when I wanted to say grace before dinner, like we did in kindergarten, my mother insisted that first I say grace to my father, who had just worked eight hours to put that food on the table. I got the point. Yet Jewish tradition was very important to my mom. Her speech was liberally sprinkled with Jewish words and phrases, although I suspect that she made some of them up. As long as anti-Semitism exists, she would say, I will identify as a Jew. And yet, I suspect that there was more to it than that. We always celebrated Hanukkah as well as Christmas. She didn't want us to feel culturally deprived. And what made me so proud was that my mom would come to my classroom every year and tell the story of Hanukkah and show my classmates our menorah. She would dress up in her nice clothes with makeup and perfume and bring a menorah and dreidels to show. She was never a class mom and didn't bring cookies to the bake sale, but every year she came to my class and told the story of Hanukkah. We also celebrated Hanukkah at home. We got one roll of pennies for each night of Hanukkah. That would be one roll on the first night, two rolls on the second night, three rolls on the third night, and so on. For some reason, my mother couldn't get rolls of pennies at the bank, and I'm not sure why, so she rolled them herself. And there were four of us kids. So on the last night alone, she rolled 32 rolls of pennies. I marvel now. The day after Hanukkah ended, we would go to Maximart, the local discount store, to spend our pennies. Once, they didn't want to take the pennies, even though they were in their neat rolls, and my mother got so mad, called the manager, and guess what? They took our pennies and we bought our gifts. After we had children, we celebrated Hanukkah in a similar fashion, although I never did roll pennies for my two boys. But we lit the candles, sang Hanukkah songs, and put the lighted menorah in our front window. And I did go to my son's classrooms and tell the story of Hanukkah, just like my mom did. And many times we had a huge potluck Hanukkah dinner replete with latkes, potato pancakes, and noodle kugel. One year, we had 70 people come. My boys are grown now and in their own homes. And although I don't tell the story unless children come to visit, we still light the candles and put them in our front window. It reminds me of my mom, my childhood, and lighting candles with my children. Hello, everyone. I'm Kathy Foldis, and my pronouns are she and her. Please sing along with me as we sing the dreidel song. Okay. I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay. And when it's dry and ready, then dreidel I shall play. My dreidel is so playful. It loves to dance and spin. A happy game of dreidel. Come play now, let's begin. Thank you. This is my menorah. Yes, you're gonna see a picture of it on the screen, but it doesn't really show the, the gold color very well. Um, it was a gift from my parents in the 1990s. 
and it was made in Hungary, the land they fled in 1939 because of religious persecution. This menorah was made long before that era, perhaps 150 years ago, and it must have been well hidden with the expectation that it would be recovered after the owners returned. Who knows how it came to survive when the owners did not. The dreidel song is the song we sang when I was growing up, when our children were growing up. Next, there we go. <laughs> and now when our grandchildren are growing up. Now my grandchildren are old enough that they can say the blessing over the candles with their families. What I remember most is the happy time in earlier midwinter when we gathered with family, friends, and with our community, UUCCWC, to celebrate this festival of light, to sing, to eat, to play. It is one of those enter, rejoice, and come in holidays. How many of you have ever played dreidel? It's a small top that spins and lands on one of four Hebrew letters. The letters tell you whether you've lost the coins you've anteed up, whether you have to put one coin in, whether you don't do anything, or whether you take all the coins in the middle. It's a lot of fun. And many times you play with chocolate coins, which are gold covered. How many of you have tried latkes? Those fried potato patties remind me of hash browns only with more flavor. We made them in the social hall one year, I remember, to celebrate Hanukkah with all the UUCCWC children. Served with applesauce, though I prefer ketchup, they are delicious. I hope that we get to do this again next year. I'm thankful that UUism draws, quote, wisdom from the world's religions, which inspires us in our ethical and spiritual life so that we can celebrate together all of the world's winter festivals. We need light at this time of year to remind us we are not lost in the darkness. Good morning. Good morning, one and all. I am Emily Champagne, a retired Unitarian Universalist minister and a longtime member of this wonderful church. Tonight, Hanukkah begins at sunset, as do all the Jewish holidays begin at sunset. And tonight, the one important ritual object needed is the Hanukkah menorah. In case you're not familiar with the Hanukkah menorah, you need to see that there are four can candles on each side, meaning eight candles and one in the middle. This middle candle is not a Hanukkah candle. It's a helper. It's lit first. And then using this helper candle called a shamash, the other candles are lit. On some menorahs, you may see that the shamash is off to the side, but um, you'll have eight Hanukkah candles and the shamash. I say this because if you look at pictures from ancient times, you'll see in the temple that the menorah had only three candles on each side and then the middle candle. So the Hanukkah candle, the Hanukkah menorah has a total of nine candles.
While speaking today, I will slowly be lighting the candles. However, for the sake of safety, I will not use the shamash on my menorah because I would then have to keep melting and remelting the bottom of this candle to secure it in the holder. Too complicated and too many matches in this small space with paper around. Okay, the Hanukkah celebration incorporates many themes, but for me personally, what has the most meaning is the creation of light in the darkness, a growing, growing light at this darkest time of year. I especially remember celebrating with my daughter when she was little, particularly the precious time we had alone uninterrupted. We took the phone off the hook so it wouldn't ring. And I taped a sign on the front door saying, do not disturb religious service in progress. Hmm. Finally, we turned off all the electric lights. And so now I will begin to grow the light with the shamus and the first Hanukkah candle. You be patient with me one moment. People complain about tech, not modern technology. Well, the ancient technology wasn't always perfect either. Okay, I think this is gonna work. With just two little candles, you can see that the first night has only a very little light, but still enough light to open presents and talk and laugh. Each night we then add one additional Hanukkah candle and see the light slowly grow. Moving on to the second night, you can see there are now three candles lit, two for the second night of Hanukkah, and then the helper Shamish. Sometimes my daughter and I would play games with the candles and sit on the sofa and blow as hard as we could across the room to see if we could blow the candles out. Sometimes near the end, we would take bets on which candle would be the last one burning. We also might talk about the traditional Hanukkah story, which you heard earlier, with the five courageous Maccabee brothers who wanted religious freedom and then successfully defeated the oppressive rulers. This was in the year 165, that is 165 years before the birth of Jesus. For another activity, we might play dreidel, 
and see who could get the most chocolate candies. And of course, at the end, somehow she always got the most. Hmm. Usually several nights we've had, we would have friends in to celebrate and laugh with us. As you can see, the light is growing now a little bit each night as we continue to add one more candle. The last night of Hanukkah always feels to me like magic. The room is now aglow with all the candles lit, but also we made it happen, the growing light. Even more than that is the feeling of making a growing light inside ourselves, a light which brings strength and hope, sometimes to a family or world which may be very troubled. If you can, maybe try to light candles all eight nights to have this experience of seeing the growing light in the darkness. In addition to the spiritual aspect, Hanukkah is a time to be joyful. And please don't worry about doing it wrong. Hanukkah is the most relaxed Jewish holiday because it isn't even in the Bible. Um, that is, it's not in the Jewish Hebrew Bible. And why not? Well, it's hard to know exactly, but what we seem to be able to figure out is that Jewish people later became annoyed with the descendants of these Maccabees and simply omitted their stories. Luckily, the early Christians did preserve the two books about the Maccabees and Hanukkah, and that's why we have them now. Because Hanukkah is not in the Hebrew Bible, there are no rules or laws which must be followed. This means whatever works for you is fine. If you want to celebrate but don't have a menorah, no problem. Make one. Yeah, perhaps you have some clay or spare wood, and you can make something long and with holes in it. Could look something like this. Yeah, that worked just fine. And if you can't get the traditional Hanukkah candles, well, no problem, use birthday candles. I did one year when I was in graduate school and I was showing a Buddhist friend from Malaysia how Hanukkah works. I didn't have a menorah, so I toasted a piece of bread and stuck the candles in. Uh, and I haven't been struck dead yet. Thus, relax, have a good time. Oh, and don't forget, if you make your own menorah, you can decorate it any way you want. For example, here are a few pictures of modern menorahs, which are decorated to give you an idea. Anybody like ice cream cones? 
Or maybe you're into music. Does your family love sports? Or this Hanukkah, will you be with your little doggy? Perhaps you'd like a more traditional theme. So how about the bagel, bagel menorah? And finally, my favorite one, it has the words, I dissent. I dissent. Yeah, you probably recognized Ruth Bader Ginsburg. To digress a moment, a Christian background friend recently asked if non-Jews could celebrate Hanukkah. And I immediately exclaimed, of course. Um, well, there might be one or two Jewish people who would object, but I believe in choice. And inclusion, inclusion. That's why I'm Unitarian Universalist. So for me, everybody's welcome. With all that's been said, it's clear there's a lot to celebrate. The story of the Maccabee struggle and victory for religious freedom, or the spiritual experience of creating growing light in the darkness, or just getting together with people precious in our lives, playing dreidel and eating chocolate candy. Whatever you decide to do, my little buddy here has closing words for you. Happy Hanukkah, everybody.